Blog Talk Radio. Clouds cover the sea, winds roll between the trees. Standing close to the shore, wondering where the waves flow.
What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? This is The Wiley Show. The Wiley Show is live, ladies and gentlemen. 516-387-1815 is the call-in number for tonight's broadcast. We are broadcasting live from Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to have Shanton on from, I believe, the Bahamas, if I'm not mistaken, um, from the islands. And that was his track, Sand. So he will be coming on talking about industry talk. And that's a segment on the Wiley Show we just started today. We're going to talk about the contracts. We're going to be talking about how to submit your music to iTunes and Amazon and Google Play and other streaming sites as well. And also, I will, I will be talking about the experience I had on today. Uh, shout out to Kahari. Uh, he had a huge opportunity on a television show, um, Judge and Jury. So shout out to the producers out there that did that. A beautiful experience. Shout out to Judge Judge um, Shannon. Judge Shannon. She was a beautiful judge. Beautiful cases that was there. There was, was going to be a new TV show named Judge and Jury. So shout out to the cast that were the the, ca- the crew that were on there. And so I had the honor and the privilege to support my buddy Kahari. So I'm going to play another music track during this hour. I'm going to be playing Brella, Catch a Star for You, another independent artist from New York. So I'm going to be doing that in about 13 minutes. Shanton will be calling in. Again, if you have any questions or comments that you want to broadcast, 516-387-1815. This is Brella from New York. And the name of this track, Catch a Star for You.
Chicago. Yes. Well, good evening. Text your girlfriends. Inbox your girlfriends. Email your girlfriends. Mail whatever you're doing right now. Male, female, um, 18 and older. Let people know that the Wiley Show is live, ladies and gentlemen. We got Shanton coming on. Um, hopefully, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And he's been on the show numerous of times. He got a new album out. So it is on Amazon, is on Apple Music, is on Title. Title, I know for sure, is on Title and Apple and iTunes. So most definitely, we're doing a new segment on the Wiley Show, Industry Talk. I was getting a lot of emails and questions from independent artists that I know in the Chicago area, and they were saying that they did not know how to submit their music to iTunes, and they did not know how to submit their music to Amazon and all of those sites. And I was talking to two artists on last night. One artist released some music, and he tried to put it on um, SoundCloud. He tried to put it on um, so many other sites, and it didn't go through. It got snagged. That it said it was copy. It was copyright infringement. Some happened. It was somebody else's beat, so he couldn't put it on. He put all his work into his project, and he could not submit it on any sites because the beats that the music was on. Uh, It was owned by somebody else. So on today's show, I'm going to bring an independent artist on that has his music on everything streaming site because you get revenue from that. Um, Shaitan, if you're listening, press one. Um, Press one right now. We will get started with the interview because I don't want to keep no one's waiting. I have a special co-host that's going to be coming and joining me in live in the studio. I'm waiting on him to come as well. But He's not here yet, so I'm going to continue with the show by myself. Okay, um, Shaitan, you are live. You is live. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Let me first give you a round of applause. This is Industry Talk. Industry Talk of the Wilder Show. The first, first, first segment that is needed, especially after I was, after the movie, New Edition. When New Edition came out, it was a beautiful story, but it was some issues that dealt with money. So I have with me none other than independent artists from the Bahamas. Is that correct? That is most indeed correct, yo. Yes, and and I'm going to turn you up a little bit for my Facebook audience and those that are on Facebook Live. Please share this live stream to your friend, to your Facebook page. Can I get two people to share this? If I get two people to share it, that will be a wonderful blessing to this show. Well, let's get into it. You are part of so many groups, and you see so many artists, and a lot of these artists that remain nameless um, have their music on other people's sites. They have their music, they have their music on other people's sites, meaning that it's on Amazon, it's on all the sites done right. But then you have a group of artists that's independent, that take their beats from YouTube and try to put it on a track and then put it on iTunes, and it don't work. So we're going to elaborate on that. Again, anybody that want to call in, I got my co-host waiting in the queue. I'm bringing her in. My co-host is on. We're going to type into that. We're also going to tap into knowing what you want. When before you go into a business meeting, 
Meaning if you go on a set of a show and money is involved and knowing what you want before you go, knowing business. And we're going to tap into that as well. Joining us from Chicago, uh, my co-host, um, Big Ants, you're live. Let me give her a round of applause. Hey, yes, how you doing? Okay, she's on from Chicago. Big Ants, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Big Ange, co-host of the show. How's everyone doing? Yes. We got our guest on. Yes, I know he's on. How are you? I am pretty good. Thanks for asking, Dan. How you guys doing? I'm doing better now that you're on the show. <laughs> yes, I'm doing better. I'm doing better that he's on because this is the guy that actually hustled. He gets his shut stuff together. He does it the right way. So the floor is yours. So my first question, what is the proper way, the legal way to, as an independent artist, to get your music on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Tidal, and Spotify? How can you get all of that done? Take us step by step on how to get it done. Uh, the process for me was actually pretty simple because, to be honest, there's, like, so many resources out there for uh, indie artists to utilize to actually, you know, be more progressive what it is that they claim right. to actually want to do, which is make music, you know what I'm saying? So for uh-huh. me, there's a, there's a website called TuneCore, and even artists like Azealia Banks uses TuneCore to, okay. to release music. It's the most, like, for me, like, the most effective way to get it out there as quickly as possible. Um, it's very inexpensive, in my opinion, and you it cover is. pretty much every facet of the, you know, media uh, outlet basis for an artist to get the music, you know, where it needs to be. Yes. And then you go to TuneCore, www.tunecore.com. That's T-U-N-C-O-R-E, TuneCore. And a lot of artists, yep. they get afraid. they so afraid, and some just not afraid. they just ignorant because they think they know it all. I don't know it all. So I work with people that have the knowledge that, that is in an industry that I'm trying to tap into. So if I was an independent artist that was doing music, I would try to make sure that my music was done right the correct way, meaning I would make sure my beats are my beats. But you know for a fact, your beat is not your that beat that you're using is not your beat. If you're illegally downloading it from YouTube, you're not going to be mm-hmm. able to get no revenue from that. Can you elaborate on that? Because I think a lot of people feel that that's just not true. And and I think that that also has to do with you know a lot of us as millennials look for the quickest way to get out and the easiest way, and um, that kind of like sets you back ten times more than what you think that you're progressing with because when you, you know, illegally download these tracks, one, you pretty much sound like everybody else out there. Two, the tracks probably not even properly mixed or, you know, even like uh, leveled to a point where it's mastered so your track sounds like shit, which means you sound like shit. So, you know, when you do things like that, the shortcut way, you're going to shortcut yourself in the long run no matter what it is, you know what I'm saying? But personally for me, you know, what I did you know, I sat back, you know, I took it into perspective. I'm like, yo, this shit's going to cost money. So I got a job. One, I saved my money, 
and I went to my producer, who I still work with to date, who produced about 80% of my music uh, that, that lives right here in the Bahamas, and I spent that coin, you know what I'm saying? It's easier to spend $500 per song knowing that I created that sound for me and no one can take that away from me as opposed to spending 15 bucks for a lease track that doesn't belong to you and you sound like the same person that's maybe two blocks away from you and none of your songs are <laughs> going to pop off because you sound the same. Right. So that's pretty, much, that's pretty much how I look at it. I agree. And you were saying that if your music is uh, is illegally downloaded from YouTube, you're pretty much sounding like everybody else. I was telling another person, um, you putting your music on SoundCloud with another people with another person beat. Don't think you're gonna get revenue from SoundCloud. That's not possible. It's no, best it's that not. you spend the money and getting a producer. Now let's talk about that about the beats because uh, one question from already said, well, how can you do that if you don't know any producers? How can you elaborate on that? If they don't know a producer, what can they do from home? I'm just these are the questions because I I want to know if you feel like these are ignorant questions. Because if you're an artist, I'm, I, you know I'm not gonna judge artists. So let me just ask because they sent me. They said, "What if you don't know a producer? What can you do to have your music on iTunes and Amazon if you don't know a producer to make beats?" No, I, I promise I'm not laughing to sound you know arrogant or anything. It's just <laughs> hey, some things should be common sense. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know a producer, do what I did. I got to know people because I didn't know anybody either. When I started, a lot of people snubbed, snubbed their nose at me like, who is this, you know, pistol kid trying to get into the, you know, what we're doing? And it wasn't until I came across the guy that I, that I work with now, the dude pretty much accepted me with open arms and was willing to, you know, kind of like enhance what it is that I had already created created in my head and we build something together. You get to know people. That's how you build connections. You can't get anywhere in this world without connections. You can't. You could barely get a job without proper connections these days. So imagine being in a cutthroat industry like the music industry, but you think you're gonna, you know, pretty much download a track, spend uh. twenty bucks an hour in the studio, and hopefully you pop off, you know, without the proper one um, legalities behind you. Without the proper mm. copywriting, you know, you know, part procedure behind you. Because at the end of the day, uh-huh. one, it's not your track, so you can't make money. It's not two, your track. You so if you use a Chance the Rapper or a Snoop Dogg track, and you are an independent <laughs> artist, tell the people how would that work if you would try to put that on iTunes. Uh, you will. Well, I, I would definitely say, for the most part, a lot of them don't really look at it until it pops off. Because one, now what if it pop off? And, Let's speak on it. If it pop off, like if an independent artist um, mm-hmm. take a Snoop Dogg or any of all these people beats and put it on there, and let's say hypothetically speaking, the song pop off, it sell a hundred thousand downloads, it was sold, and they making money off that. Then what would happen to that artist that did that? All right, so as I was saying, you're you're nobody until you're somebody, and once you become some a somebody illegally, you're gonna legally be shut down. You're gonna get mm. your, you're gonna get your butt su- sued to the point where you probably like if the if the corporation is you know petty enough they could say you can't make music anymore because if you're not doing this the proper way you know because of a lot of the times for the most part with like artists um, 
even as simple as creating a brand for yourself, that's like something so important because, you know, you are who you are. And if you're not properly, you know, backed uh, legally, I believe, right. you can get that, you can get your, you get your name taken away from you because of something, you know, because of your negligence, pretty much. Yeah. And baby, you don't want that on you. And I was trying to say, and then another thing, this is something I want to get into as well, because this is self-explanatory. Pretty much to sum it up, if you're an independent artist, you need to fucking pay money to get your shit done right, to get it out there correctly. Pay the money. Mm-hmm. Pay producers. If you don't have the money to do none of this, stop calling yourself an artist until you get the proper finances. Just say, I am a cover artist. But if you want to be taken serious and say, listen, I am a serious artist, then you need to be doing serious work, like purchasing the beat. Like you were saying, we had a conversation. You said you can lease the beat for like a year, and yep. you have it for that year. But if the song pops off, then you have to go back and negotiate to make sure, because, you know, they're going to get their royalties and all that. But it is a possibility, if you go that route to lease beats, you can buy the beat. You know, you can purchase mm-hmm. the beat, whether the beat could be 500 5000 you know, whatever. But in your, this is how you do, and I, I, I think this is dope. You actually have a producer where you sit down with that producer and y'all go from track, from track, from track, from scratch. And I Pretty think much. that's dope. And you put that stuff on and, iTunes, and I'm, you do it the right way. So do you feel like they it's safe to go on those websites to Lisa B? Is that safe to do? Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's definitely safe because, you know, a certain... Once once your name is, you know, indicted into, like, the system, you're in the system. That's okay. the safest way you could possibly ever do it because now you're, you're being processed through a network of things that is, like, that was at one point unreachable to you through, through something so simple. Once you're in yeah. that network and you're in that system, you're in that system. you got to get this okay. money, man. you got to get this money. you got to spend the money to get the money. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a... I want to play um, Sands again. This is his track. He's available on iTunes uh, for download. It is on Apple Music. So we're going to play that, Sands. And then I'm going to make sure I get some more of his music. Uh, We're going to be playing artist music throughout broadcast. So the first song I'll be playing is Sands. So, you know, I love to see an artist that actually done it the right way. And on this show... We're no longer going to be dealing with artists that just don't want to do it the right way. Your music, in order to get your music played on the Wiley Show from this day forward, it have to be it have to be on a streaming site. iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify. It has to be on those sites. If your music is not on those sites, I will no longer play your music on this show. Because... If I want to be taken serious as a person that be spinning music and all that, I want to have some type of, well, these are established artists where they have, you can actually Google them and look at their receipts. So from this day forward, I will no longer play music that is not on iTunes, that's not on Amazon, that's not on Apple Music. I'm going to laugh at you because I will no longer do that because I feel like if you've been doing music for five years, baby, your music should be on iTunes and Amazon. There's no way. There's no fucking way. You're just a lazy-ass artist. But... Let me move on to the song. 
to Sands, and we're going to be talking about this some more. If you have any questions or comments, you can always call in 516-387-1815-516-387-1815. We're going to talk about it. We're going to continue to talk about this subject because it's a good subject. Good, good, good topic. Clouds cover the sea, winds roll between the trees. Standing close to the shore, wondering where the waves flow. Couldn't withstand the push, destroy it all they could have been. Even 
live. We are live with none other than with Shenton. Is I'm saying your name correctly? Because I feel like I'm not. <laughs> the, the last time you didn't. It's just so funny. Like you go, you go in and out with it. But it's cool though. My name is Shaton. Shaton. It's fine. Shaton and Q. I got um. Shout out to. I got a couple of announcements to make really quickly. Um, I was had the honor and the privilege to go with one of my friends to this taping for a TV show. Anybody that follow me on Snapchat, anybody follow me on Instagram, anybody follow me on Facebook, you know damn well you saw me earlier today. So don't say, oh, you did. You got to follow my pages, you know, because I post a lot. I'm not like some of these social media people that don't post about what they're doing in their career. I post about what I do in my career. And I think a lot of y'all artists need to get to that point. But anyhow, I had the privilege to go to this show. Um, it's a new show that they're taping. And they're shopping around networks. I was able to see the behind the scenes, how they deal with the cameras, how they do take breaks. And one thing that I want to say, when you are going on anything, any business meeting, and I've just learned this because I go to work, you need to know what do you want. You need to make it plain how much you're paying me for this. If I'm on television, how much am I going to get paid? What is the uh, amount of money I'm getting paid? Shanton, uh, Shanton and Big Ange, chime into this um, topic. I want to know what is the proper way to ask a business person on how much money will I get from this deal Starting with you Big Ants from Chicago <laughs> Well I'm unfor- Well I won't say unfortunately Because I'm proud to be this Part of me but I'm a straight shooter so If it's not perfectly made clear uh, As far as in the contract Or any type of business Arrangement of uh, what Compensation uh, would look like I will ask flat out, how much am I getting paid? Sometimes you got to come straight out with it because if you don't, then they'll go around in a circle just like you go around in a circle. Sometimes people will will mirror what you put out. So if you put out straightforward, they will give you straightforward, whether it's truth, no. whether it's fiction or otherwise. But that's just me. What if the person say, well, um, I'm going to take care of you, or 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 um, I'm going to give you something. No, if the person say I'm going to give you something, what if they say give that? me? Give then me. Should be your then that's that. when I say. That's give when I say figure. give me. That's when I say give me what I need numbers. If you don't okay. provide numbers for me, we need something concrete. Give me okay. something does not does does not give me peace and solace. I need to know numbers. I need to know details. I need to know when. I need to know uh, whether it's two-part payments. I need to – there's a lot of detail that goes into into uh, making a business arrangement. And one of those things is you don't want to play with people's time or their money, especially mine. So I would okay. definitely need to know details. So we have to have a contract, and in the contract, usually it outlines how much a person's get paid, whether it's a one-time payment, whether it's a series of payments based off of services rendered, 
But the point is, I need to know numbers. Don't tell me you're going to give me something. What is something? And something better not be no $5 or 20 or 40 for doing something that's worth $500 that you told me in the beginning. That, Amen, that's sister. Okay, to you, Shenton. Yeah, I, I was as as I said, I totally agree with with um Big Ange. Like, show me a figure, but at the same time, with you being with you being there, clearly you're an asset to whatever production or product it is that they're trying to you know push to the masses. So at, so at, at the same time, you you have to know your worth as well to give them a figure and stick what it is. You know, stick with what it is that you know you're worth. You know what I'm saying? Because as Big Ange said, people will run circles around you like like mad. It's almost like a dog chasing its own tail, you know what I'm saying? Unless you mm-hmm. have that set point to say this this is what it is and if 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 you feel like it's not what I'm worth, then, you know, clearly I'm here for the wrong reasons or you're trying to get something out of me that you're not gonna get. It's all about knowing your worth and actually having things set to say, I am worth I am worth this. This is my price. What are you gonna do? Figure yeah. that everything Words words mean nothing. And Come black on. and white is everything. Black and white is everything, people. Have that shit in front of your face in black and white. So when you sign that, all legalities are in place and you're going to get paid. All right? That's pretty much Amen. Right. That's Let me say. Thank you. I'm like this. I'm from the old school. Um... Yes, Mr. Wiley, we want to book you for this TV show. Mr. Wiley, we want to, we, uh, we want to, okay, let me speak in what I do. Okay, Mr. Wiley, we want you to come cover this event at this club with this celebrity. And they just talking good, geeking my head. I'm like, okay, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of this artist. Um, and then sometimes they don't even talk about the pay. See, because you got a lot of shady people that will just geek your head up and won't get about the pay. That's your job. You the one have a business. You the one that got a business. Uh, it's your money, so you have to make sure you make it plain. This is you got to feed yourself. Nobody's gonna watch out for you but you. So I will go to the table. Listen, this is my fee. I'm not gonna give you a high fee. I've always told people for me to cover your event with cameras, with a camera, with mics. I only charge a hundred dollars. With cameras in my and a hundred dollars not going back in my pocket is going back to um, the camera people that I bring. Okay, a hundred dollars, or or I can come for free. Meaning, give me VIP, give me a couple of drinks. I'm still getting some pay, but yet I'm getting exposure. So it's like two way street that I'm using. But there's no way in hell I'm gonna record you. I'm gonna do this for you. Do that for you. And I don't get no monetary gain from it. And, and money is at the table. Money is flowing. It's a shame that people are getting booked to do things. Everybody else is getting paid, but the person that is the reason why everything is going on. Like if you get a big artist, well, that will never happen with a big artist. But if you are taping a show or you got a reality show, you making buku money off that reality show. And money is coming in. You the star of the show. You the star. And you ain't getting shit. You're getting shitted on. You deserve to get shitted on because if you don't open your mouth, fall into the shit. Let, this, let it stink because you deserve to get screwed. It is no way 
You mean to tell me as a grown man and woman, you can't open your mouth and say, where's my money? How much money I'm supposed to give? Open your mouth, especially you LGBT folks. Because if you can open your mouth up to do some sexual acts, you can open your mouth up for money, especially if you are a brand. I'm just, hey, I know that's hard. It's not harsh. Let me stop saying that. That's just facts. If you're a book for something, know how much you're getting. Know who's coming to pick you up, okay? And know who's going to drop you off. Is it an Uber? Is it a Lyft? What are you sending me? How much money? And then I want my money today. Most artists that establish need a deposit before they go. And then once they finish, then you give them the rest. But you ain't waiting till they finish. It's doing the middle of it. That money just going to their manager because they ain't doing shit. Because they know how these promoters are. But I'm just giving y'all the look. Advice and the cast of many different shows get screwed because they don't speak up. And I'm speaking about the LGBT shows, but thank you to everybody that's tuning in and watching. Can you share this live feed? Press one and call in. I don't want to do the talking. If you're an artist, you should be pressing one and asking questions. If you don't have your music on Amazon, if you don't have your music on Apple Music, if you don't have your music on Spotify and you don't know what to do, Call into the show. I got people on this line right now that can help you. And if you do, if you fail to do so, then continue to get shitted on. Continue to spend hundreds of dollars with music that get taken off the internet just like that because you don't own nothing. That's a waste of money. I wouldn't spend hundreds of dollars on no studio time for somebody else's beat, and I ain't getting nothing from it in return. I put it on Facebook, they take it down. I put it on YouTube, they take it down. I put it on SoundCloud, they take it down. That means you need to learn business, learn how to do it the right way instead of the illegal way. Again, back to you, Big Ange. What do you say about artists that do not like to listen? How, as a friend and as a radio host, how do you handle that when when artists that don't listen? What do you say about that? Well, what I would say about that is that, excuse me, it's one thing to take it in stride and to let it simmer after someone gives you advice, and it's another thing to just let it go in one ear and out the other, especially if this person knows what they're talking about. And if a person refuses to listen, then that's fine. Sometimes people have to learn through experience. Not everyone follows the same blueprint in life in order to be wise. Some people are young and wise. Some people are old and stupid. Some people Mm. are young and stupid. Some people are older and wise. And one of the things I can tell you is that, are you going to be older and stupid? Are you going to be older and wise Mm. without having to put yourself through a sense of trials and tribulations that could be avoided? This is this is one of those things that is not, you know, consistently discussed. So that's why I would say to everyone that is listening that that's an artist or wants to be an artist, pay attention carefully. If you do not, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss an opportunity to do things right. If they don't want to listen to me, hey, cool. But if you fuck up, and if I'm there to see it, I'm getting it on tape. 
so that I can play it over and over again until you apologize for being such a jerk off and not listening to me. Yeah. You should always, if you are an artist, you should always have business cards. And let me say you this. The reason why I say that, and Shaitan, you can, you can, um, Shaitan, um, you can call, um, you can chime in <laughs> in this as well. I'm sorry. I know I'm, but you know, I'm on one hour worth of rest right now. But I was at this event today with producers, with everybody. It was a lot of professional people. And they had one thing that I did not have, and it was simple, business card. I, they was like, well, let me get your business card. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have no business card. And I told one lady, I told this makeup artist that I met, shout out to, uh, well, I can't say her name because she didn't want her name discussed. Because she didn't even supposed to be there. But she said, you need business cards. And because that's how the business world goes. It's not old school. Because I thought it was outdated. So she said, get business cards. So no, I got no. Some, and I thought that. And, and you know what? I listened. I didn't get up and say, whatever. I ain't listening to that. I don't need no business card. My brand speaks for itself. You know, all that ignorant shit that I hear from artists that talk to me on day in, day out. They say ignorant shit. And I'm tired of hearing it. My brand, my music speaks for itself. It don't speak for itself when it don't know it ain't on shit. So number one, it don't speak for itself. It ain't on shit. It ain't talking. So, uh, but business cards are very important. She was telling me to get this business card, get that business card, get it from this place. And then I said, okay, let me get business card. And I said, by next week, I'm gonna have business cards. I already hit up. Shout out to Andrew Voss. I already hit him on my graphic designers that anybody can use. Just gotta pay him. And a lot of artists, I need. I I I, I criticize three artists. That if I see him, I run him over with my car because they went to this oh. guy for some graphics and didn't want to pay him. You sick, twisted, dirty, damaged human beings. If you, if I recommend you to go somewhere to get some work done, pay the people. Don't try, don't use my name because that makes my name it makes it like I'm doing some shady business. So no, I don't know everything. Somebody said, "Wow, you think you know everything?" I don't. I'm the first person to say I have flaws. And number one, I have bad time pronouncing people names that don't have simple names, you know, to have these difficult names with, you know, you really have to pronounce it the right way. Um, I have a difficulty in that and I'm learning, but I would be a fool to not admit my flaws. You've got to admit your flaws. You've got to admit the areas that you're weak at. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. A lot of artists in this particular subject, they don't admit that, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know how to put my shit on iTunes. And then I tell them stuff to do. I know one basic that you got to have permission from that producer to use it, to use that person's work, to put it on these sites, to not have your shit taken down. So I know that much. And I also know that they do pay you from Amazon. They do pay you from Apple. I saw your, your receipts in the LGBT music artist, the music artist group. You, I posted, I reposted your receipts on Apple Music. And you had made how much did you make? A hundred and some dollars? It was like two hundred some dollars that you got your quality report? Yeah, for, for the quality report it was a hundred and something. It was it was over a hundred dollars. And I told yeah. somebody, I said, that's dope. Because he has actually got money back from his and that's gonna stay on Apple Music forever. Whenever they whatever, it's on there. And every time I stream his music, I love going on because I'm getting tired and I'm I'm done with it. I'm just done with going on people's SoundCloud. Wiley, check out SoundCloud. 
and it sound like doo-doo. Garbage. It make me sick to my stomach. I jump up and down and, and want to pretty much go in front of a truck and just die. That's how some of this music are sounding. It's a lot of artists in that category. Because and then I say, is your music on iTunes? Oh, no, Wiley, I'm working on it. And they've been doing music for more than four years, four, five years. And you can't get it on iTunes? And you really think a major label is going to sign you? Okay. 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 <laughs> I speak to your shame. Anybody else want to chime in to this before I move on to the next subject? Anything else? Because I, 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 the call lines is open. Anything else? I got plenty to say as far as those business cards idea. Yes, thank you. The business cards is an introduction of you. It's an introduction of the work that you do, and it's an introduction of services that you provide to either the general public or to those who are willing to compensate you. So if if nothing else, especially if you're an entrepreneur, please invest in some business cards. It'll save your life. Because sometimes you can look at a business card, and, and even if you don't meet the person in person, you can still kind of know a little bit about the person as far as what they do through their business card. So that's just a message out there. Thank you. Get a business card because I, I used to carry them for years. So go ahead Come and on, invest sir. in some. You yes, save your sir. life. You can yes. you can win free shit sometimes, like free lunch one day if you submit your business card to certain places that says put your business card in that bucket and to, for a chance to win free lunch. So okay. you never I'm know what actually, it could take you. Amen. But on that note, I'm going to actually play another artist song. Um, this is TC uh, Christian. Shout out to TC. You know, he he had just he's a dope writer. And so he get, he he given me permission to play his track, um, a Leah tribute song he made. And I'm going to play that. And we'll be right back. The conversation is going. We got 11 more minutes on this subject before I get to the local national politics segment. 11 minutes. Any questions y'all have, artists out there? 516-387-1815. Press 1. Ask your question or forever hold your peace. Ask it now or forever hold your peace. Or you can email me, or not email me, tweet me at Wiley Show. W-I-L-E-Y-S-H-O-W. Tweet me. Tweet your question. Inbox me. Talk with folks that's actually an artist and got their music i'm learning this and i've mastered this and i'm going to go to that song i only want to talk with folks that are in the industry that i want to be in and that doing it the right way so like radio dj i speak to a lot of radio um, djs that have successful internet networks so i get ideas from them rather than talking with folks that don't know and i take their advice like it's like it's coming from Oprah. And I'm no longer going to do that anymore. I'm just going to talk with established people. And I've been doing that for the past six to eight months. So I'm going to play TC. We'll be right back. And the show is live. So we are streaming on Facebook. I'm actually going to stream a little bit on my Instagram live so my Instagram audience can see the show as well. 516-387-1815. And we'll be right back after this song. So tell me I met somebody. Cause you really need somebody Cause you really need somebody 
Reality Show is back with none other with Shantan, and we also here with Big Ange, the co-host, one of my beautiful co-hosts, uh, and therapist, and educator, tutor, a whole lot of things. Well, five one six three seven one eight. Okay, five one six three eight seven one eight one five is the call-in number. You can press one. Um, we're also streaming live on www.blogtalkradio.com or slash Real Black Digital Radio. Good news with Real Black Digital Radio. We're going to produce a new show. Big Inch. Do you want to share that information or do you want to wait? Well, I will say this. So I am also working on a wonderful production that will embody a little bit more of topics that I know that I can cover, you know, confidently as well as with Marquise's blessing here. And um, that's the most I can give right now because it's still in the works. I don't want to give it too much. You gave him a look. So I'll announce it soon on the show. Yeah. So it's some good news. Um, Shantan, you actually have some news as well. You got, I believe, a video coming out. Yes, I most certainly do, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, it's for the record, Zan, that, that was played at the beginning of the show. The video is going to drop on Monday, and it's going to be Ooh. so amazing. I, I, I on Monday, Zan, Shantan got a new yep. video coming out, and I need all of you guys. And speaking of new video, I was talking with someone that was working with Chance the Rapper and with... Um, What's Chance the Rapper's brother name? Is it Taylor? I forgot his his brother that just came out. H, uh, I thought it was came Terrell or something. Terrell, tight. Ty- uh, Terrell. Uh, yeah. Or Taylor. Yeah, some or- Taylor. But anywho, Chance the Rapper, um, makeup artist, was telling me something very important. They were saying that. It's very important that if you have videos, if you're going to do your videos to work, um, to get makeup artists, you know, to make sure your skin is up to point, make sure your lighting is up to point. And then for like makeup artists, it's very important that you add it to the credits, that you get credit to what you do, whatever you do to get credit for that. And she was telling me that Chance Rapper is so dope that he makes sure as an independent artist that everything is Everything is just dope. Like, just everything is in line and that everybody was, you know, they was like, damn, how are you able to do that? It's because he's got the right people and he got money now, like money to get people now. But before that, he put himself in that mindset that I'm already Chance to rap with the mainstream artist, you know? Even when he was at Hill Washington doing little stand, you know, doing the open mics, he put his mind as being professional. So that's how we have to be. And he has always gave give himself credit. Like he never dealt work with folks, and they take credit for his work. And she said, always make sure that you, whatever you do, you get credit for what you're doing. And I feel a lot of folks do a lot of good stuff. And shout out to an artist, Young Real. Shout out to Young Real, R E L L. He is on Twitter, Young Real ENT. I met him at the event that I was at earlier. He was there, another artist. Um, and shout out to anybody else that tweeted me from that event. Okay. Okay. I didn't okay. I'm looking at it now. And shout out to Songwriter T C for retweeting my um post that I 
tweet that I sent to him on yesterday because I said he's one of the best songwriters out there today. He's one of the best. And so he retweeted that and said, quote, appreciate that. So if you want to be following me on Twitter, at Wally Show, because I'm going to play Sands again one more time. And Chanton, thank Yay. you for coming on and to talk about this yep. subject because you are on a whole nother time zone than us. You are on the East. You got that East Coast time. Like, because it is 1059 over there and it's 959 yeah, over here. So, but, that, but that's cool. That, it's really cool. Yes. And his album, tell them where they can get your album at. All right, guys. So, my album, my sophomore album is called Shaton's Lyric. You can literally find it any and everywhere. I'm talking about Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Title. Literally whatever Zoom music You know All those it's things that People forget about It's yes. pretty much on there I, I want to say uh, I want to say Shout out to Christina Milian She's been showing me Some love on Instagram With the snippets I've been showing and stuff So People are watching You know It's all about What product you put out there For people to see And for them to like Catch on to it So I thought that was pretty dope And the music video drops On Monday guys Signs is coming Out And it's going to be Amazing it's coming out. I want the world to yes. Okay. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm going to share it to about 20 groups. I'm going to share it to about 50 of my friends. I'm going to text to about 50 of them. And because um, we're going to make sure that video at least get two to 3,000 views. I want it to get 10,000, but we're going to reach for like two to 3,000 and, and, and build it from there. And so I'm going to make sure I at least contribute eight to like 900 views along with my audience because I'm going to share it and I'm going to promote it to the world. And I feel like that with anybody, when especially when you release a video and you put money in your video because I've seen it, it looks really nice. And I'm going to play Highway Driving because I really like that and I really like the video with that um, song. So I'm going to play that. And so you put money into your videos. So I want to make sure that I promote it to the world. I want to make sure that I show the world that this is the artist that was on the Wiley show and he had a new project and I stand by him. I'm with him like I was with Hillary, I thought. Okay. Highway <laughs> driving, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope you don't expect me to be honest all the time. Some things are mine, just can't handle. Like it's the story of Pandora's box Really true Just believe your brain and shamble
show is back live. I was jamming to the one and only Shantan, ladies and gentlemen, that was highway driving. Okay. That's what I call dope. I'm out of breath. So shout out to my Facebook audience. So if you're following me on Facebook, I'm going to start doing shows like when I play music, you're going to start seeing me with dresses on, with makeup on. You're going to be seeing me eating. You're going to be seeing me doing a lot of stuff to entertain you while you're watching me. And also, you know, and Shantan, you're still on. So, did you enjoy that little dance? I did. <laughs> it was quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's, listen, y'all, I got to say this. I am excited because it is 2017, and I'm excited that people are following their dreams and, think, and doors are opening up. Doors opening up for me. Doors open up for you, Big Ends. Doors open up for you, Shantan. Doors open up for Pretty Boy Rich. Doors are opening up for plenty of different artists. Q, I did see Q on. I seen DJ on. DJ Power on. So doors are opening up. And once that door fully opened up to just some great levels, some great opportunities that take me to the next, next, next level, I want to be mentally prepared financially prepared and I just want to be prepared I want to be prepared baby I want to be prepared I don't want to be going through them doors open up and I don't know nothing about no contracts nothing about no money nothing about nothing I don't want to end up like new edition and get that dollar and 86 cents I just don't want to end up like that or TLC or TLC or Tony or, Brown, or SWB or SWB or SWB yeah. Or MC Hammer, but I think MC Hammer just got screwed by screwing himself by giving people all his money and they were stealing it from him. Or Lauren Hill, because Lauren Hill, speaking of Lauren Hill, she decided to show up to that concert four hours late. Three hours late? Ooh. 
Can you imagine? Three and a half hours late. If Beyonce would have done that? Can you imagine that? Woo. How would you feel if Beyonce, anybody, Beyonce or your favorite artist, Chanton, how would you feel if they showed up 15 hours late? I mean, three hours late. If they showed up three hours late. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And they showed up three hours late. Yo, I'm I'm such a Navy fan that if, if Rihanna shows up five hours late, I'll I'll stay there and get drunk and just wait. Damn. So you say if Rihanna show up five hours late, you will still support her. You are real. Well, it br- let me tell you something. I will. Brandy have a limit of she showing up late for me. My <laughs> limit is two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I'm blind. I have a if she fought. <sighs> I will no longer be a big fan of her if you show up through. It, it got to be emergency. It got to be something wrong with you. Something wrong. It got to be a family emergency. It don't just come up in that, oh, girl, I'm a diva. I'm a diva, and I get here when I get here. You should be happy that I'm here. If you like that, I am no longer a fan of you. I don't care how long I love you. I will have to immediately just bury you with the dogs that died in my neighborhood. I will bury you with those dogs because there's no way I will continue to be a fan of an artist, especially like Lauren Hill. Girl. Girl, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill came out in 1999. When did that song come out? When did the album come out? In the early 90s? Mid 90s? 98. So it is a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege to still be able to tour off that one successful mega album as a solo artist. What Lauryn Hill needs to do, she needs a wake-up call. Everybody needs to boycott that because she needs some humbleness. Because this woman of God have been late from just, I think her period is late. I think she late to having sex. I think she late in everything in her life. She late paying her taxes. Alleged, you know, I just think she late with doing everything. Because anytime you can just show up late to a packed house, it was packed. They said that show was sold out, Big Ann Chaton. Like, it was showed out. It was packed. And she showed up to the place. Two and a half hours. She's probably been at eight o'clock. She didn't show up until like eleven o'clock. Ain't that saying? That's like what three, four hours, four hours late. Like that's a shame. That is a shame. Do you all think that people should stop going to her shows until she learned how to come on time? No. I thought people would learn to stop coming to her shows years ago because she's been doing that for years. But people Ooh. just. Still want to go and want to sit there for three hours. And, I mean, if I guess Lauryn Hill must be their very favorite artist if they're going to sit three hours for her. So if they yes. sit there three hours, they can't be too mad. I mean, they can be mad for sitting there for three hours, you know, sitting there doing nothing and, and spending all the money at the concession stand, <laughs> spending $30 because they're getting hungry and getting impatient. But oh. you chose to do it. You chose oh, to buy yeah. tickets to this concert knowing that she has a trend of being late. Being Three late. hours late. Four hours Three late. Three hours late. Who was that? Oh. I'm like I, this. Oh. The, the only person I would have that level of patience for as far as an artist being that late is Sade. Uh, and that's Shade. because Sade tours every 10 years. You don't see her often. She doesn't release music but I think often. She limit, barely like tells her seven hours outdoors often. Oh, but if she what if she's for three seven hours, hours late for Sade, I'll wait because she you won't see her often. 
She well, don't even yeah. live in the U.S. But now yeah. for but you know someone like a someone like a, uh, now Brandy, I, I wait three hours because I had never seen her and I've been wanting to see her for years. But I will be a little bit more upset at her than I would at Shadi. Okay. Okay, I'm going to play a record, and we're going to continue this conversation. I'm going to play a record, we're going to continue this conversation, and I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Special guest that's in the studio with me live. Um, introduce them, int- introduce yourself. And I don't know who the fuck was smoking in this Uber I was in, but I have a contact high. It's <laughs> I'm high right now, and I did not smoke no weed. It was so heavily, and that contact high is for real. And I kind of feel my, I feel kind of. <sighs> Go ahead, my special guest, Tristan. From Chicago is live here in the studio. 
Um, Shaitan and Big Ants, are you still on? Yeah, I'm still on. on. Okay, I thought y'all was going to laugh when I said I had a contact high. So y'all are some very professional people. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> love you more. Okay, introduce yourself, Tristan. Go ahead, six to the mic. Hello, Chicago. I'm Tristan. Um, I'm a graduate of Columbia College. Um, degree is in broadcast journalism, minor in public relations. Um, what else is there to say? Um, I have connections throughout Chicago, um, connections within the scene, connections without the scene, connections professionally. Um, I guess that's a little snippet of myself. And you went to Columbia. That's the same school that Jeremiah went to. And I believe he used to sing one of my favorite songs in my whole days, Birthday Sex. Is that correct? Yeah. That's correct. Okay. He's from Columbia. You graduated. You got your what from Columbia? I got my bachelor's. Bachelor's of Columbia. Bachelor's. Bachelor's. We got an educated man here. So we got, listen, y'all, y'all get the double special. Y'all got somebody from CPS Education, which is me, of course. In Westwood, which is shut down, ICC Tech was shut down. Then you got somebody from Columbia College is live in the studio. So, um, since I have you with a degree, what do you say with folks that don't know how to read contracts, like contracts? And don't they teach y'all about contracts and, and stuff. What is the basic terms you need in your contract if you're going to get booked for a club? book for uh, an event, what is the basic terminology your contract should read? Okay. Oh, no, that's fine. So, um, one thing a professor said, one thing um, a professor said to me, and I was in investigative reporting, what he told me was, um, whenever you do your contract, always ask for a 2% or a 3% increase every year just because you will, you know, that way they can monitor you, see how you're performing, see what you're doing, and evaluate you that way. So that means you have to actually be on your A game. That way you have to be accountable for what you're doing. Um, They did not teach us to read contracts at Columbia, but I've had had professors taught me about um, contracts. Excuse me. And one thing that they always said was make sure you make sure you thoroughly read your contracts because anything – could be in there anything can happen and it will be on you if you don't read your contract thoroughly and ask questions so one thing i will say is to always ask questions whenever you go into your contract and we're gonna be real close we're not gonna kiss okay (laughs) now q got a question he said yeah i'm here watching and shantan i have a i have been talking already lol but his question was so i have just one question for shantan um how many times do you record your back uh, your backup vocals your backing vocals, each harmony. Like, how many times do you do that? Okay, that before I answer Q that question. Q from Chicago, Q from Trace. He got a question, so the floor is yours. I just, just want to piggyback off what um, uh, your friend was just saying. And when you read these contracts, please always have your legal representative with you at all times because they have a better eye for certain things when it comes down to clauses and everything to cite in the contracts to make sure that no one's being, you know, uh, led astray, right? Now, to answer Q's question, um, how many times? Maybe, like, three times the most just to make sure that the harmonies are all, like, laid properly and you get a different dynamic every time just to make sure nothing sounds the same, you know what I'm saying? 
because I, I have a tiny voice. It's not like as big and, you know, colorful. So with what I work with, what I have, and, you know, the harmony is that the, my producer and I come up with are pretty much what we feel like would make the song, you know, stand out more than it, it already does on a, you know, instrumental level. But now it's what comes down to the vocals as my instrument, you know, that I play, like I'm a singer. So that's what I pretty much use to now create a different dynamic. So I'll say about like three, four times for each harmony just to make sure it's correct. Okay, three or four times. Any more questions that you have regarding music, vocals? Let it be known. Let it be known. And we're going to be going to another music break. But I want to say this before we go to that. Uh, to you, Big Edge, when are you going to come out and do some poetry? This is Black History Month. Can you say, did you do a Maya Angelou or one of your deep poems? You know, I, I know, I know we didn't rehearse. I didn't give you that before we came on, but do you have something you want to share to black people around the world or according to Donald J. Trump, African-American history? Well, as far as I'm concerned, no one can change the name of such an important time of year for us. You can't change it from black history to African-American history because what you're doing is you're stripping the lineage from those who may not be from America who also contributed to the world with inventions and with with products and knowledge and wisdom. And, you know, at least with saying black history, it's of all people of color, whether they're from West Indies, whether they're from America, whether they're from Africa, whether they're from Trinidad, whether they're from Bahamas. It Just changing it to African-American history limits the impact that we have with the universe. And for, for Donald Trump, and I'm just going to use his name, with Donald Trump doing that, it's just so crass, and it's very classless. And why fix very something cool. that's not even broken? Mm. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Glory. I said this. I'd be damned. If you're going to change the name. Oh, go ahead. Would you done with your statement? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be damned if I meet this man one day and then just have to grit my teeth and be nice because so far there's so many things that have been done to this country Mm. that is beyond repair. And that was just something that's been going on for decades. And then there was a point where where it wasn't Black History Month. It was Black History Week. Come on, somebody. We only got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So for, you know, for him to change something that we know as what we know it, just shows that he has a lot of time on his hands. <clears throat> a lot of time. Instead of focusing on the actual issues, which is um, jobs, which is the education, which would be diversity, the racism, he's focusing on bullshit like changing the name of Black History Month and banning Muslims and and 
And this is just me. And Martha, speak your mind. There's Tell just the there's, there's too many things. Heart. So if he, yeah, and if he wants to do something, he needs to do something that's going to be worthwhile, not something frivolous, not something that's minute. Because the thing that the, the thing that's going to show is if he did not make a difference for the better, it's really going to show of his character. Yes. That's all Satan I'm going to from the Bahamas. You're from the Bahamas. And what do you think about Mr. Donald J. Trump here in America? <laughs> um, I think you can tell a universal asshole, you know, straight across the board. So, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm from. He's an asshole is an asshole. And pretty much the things that he's, <laughs> you know, indicting right now for you guys, it affects me too. Because when you guys catch a cold, we catch the flu. Like, we get the shitty end of anything that you guys go through. Can you repeat that so again? Like, repeat that again for the audience in America to hear. Repeat that again. Oh, which part? When I said if you guys if catch you the catch, flu, we, if catch, we the flu. catch the flu, y'all catch diarrhea? I mean. That's pretty much what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because no matter how you look at it, we are a, con, a consumer based country. And so if, if things are going bad, on your side, imagine how it's going for us, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, we're, we're getting the shitty end straight across the board, and it's kind of sad, because even for now to travel, I don't want to have to go to the airport and walk outside and see protests happening. I'm like, this, I'm not used to that shit. I just want to travel and go on vacation. So it's crazy, I agree. yo. I agree. I agree. Well... Um, from Columbia, um, graduate, um, Tristan, yeah. what is your thoughts because you're into the political world? You, yeah. you write articles. You're an investigative reporter. We have a president that grabbed women by the P-U-S-S-Y, pussy. I call it poo-thing. He called it pussy. I didn't even know old white people sound, talk like that, but they do. So um, – What's your thoughts on him changing Black History Month, African American history, and just everything, the banning of Muslims and banning um, so many people? Like, and bitch, it's only have been a couple of weeks since he's been in office. Just a couple of weeks he's been in office. What, January 20th? Correct. He's been in office. That's about three weeks. And he have already gave this country diarrhea. Uh, at the Bahamas, they got the flu. I mean, <laughs> You know what I mean, because America, we are a well-connected uh, country, and we connect every, we, everywhere. We fuck up everybody else, especially if you're smaller, you're going to get fucked up as well. So the floor is you. What do you have to say, Mr. Tristan, from Chicago and a Columbia graduate? I love saying I got an educated brother on my show. But go ahead, brother. Thank you. Um, well, one thing I will say is that, um, excuse me. So one thing that I will say is that just following Trump and everything that he does, it is very hard just because some of the things that he does post and some of the things that he does and some of the things that he does is just very different from past presidents. Um, when he changed, when he changed black history month to African-American history month, um, my personal view on it is that that um, what's the right word? He, I want to say that he stripped us in a sense. Um, how he stripped us is is sort of hard to come out because I don't want to say the wrong thing. But he stripped us of something, and just just changing it is kind of 
you know, um, just changing it in itself is just very hard to some is somewhat to accept because we've been so used to Black History Month. Growing up in schools, we've been taught Black History Month. So, excuse me. So just hearing someone call it African American History Month is just very different for me. And that's just something that I did not grow up with. That's something I did not know. So even now, it's just whenever someone says African History Month to me, I always say, oh, you mean Black History Month. I always just correct them because that's what I was taught. Right, and then I I just want to say this about Mr. Donald Trump. I mean, we don't mind if you change it, Black to Af- African American History Month. If you give African American people restitution for being brought over here from Africa to America, if you pay us what we the work that we have still have not got paid for, I'm talking about my ancestors. If he would have said, you know what, I'm changing it, Black people. To African American man, you know what else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sign this executive order and give each descendant of African descent fifty million dollars because you all helped build this country. We build it from the ground up. Even if people do do, do that, I think it, then you're gonna see people say he needs to be impeached. If he give us that, say you get fifty million dollars every African, every African. Descent that was brought over here to Africa to America, you get fifty million dollars because that is just a bare minimum. That's not everything. We need trillions of dollars because of the work that our ancestors did. Like they worked on that plantation from sun up, from sun down. I, I was reading that. I don't want to cry because I'm hot, so I can't cry because it's kind of like I'm not crying, but I am. We worked so much that they died, and the bones and the muscles were separated. That's how hard we worked for this country. We worked so hard for this country, and this country still have not paid us for the work we did. We did a lot of work for them, and we're still doing work. The prison industry is, an, is another term for slavery. That is another industry for the plantation. And then in prisons, the reason why I say that because they do car, I mean, they do like the license plate, some of these jails and prisons do. It's so much, and it's free labor, 20 cents. 20 cents? What the fuck am I going to do with 20 cents an hour? You, 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 and that's what I want President Trump to do. If you're going to change something, then change the economic status of African American people. We wouldn't mind, you call us black. You can call us colored. If you're giving us $50, $60 million, call me whatever you want to call me, baby. Give me the check. That's it. Chime in. I want to piggyback on that because no, I'm not American, of course, but no black person in America should ever be okay with the term or phrase African American History Month. Yeah, The ancestors that you know, came to America, didn't come there as American, they came there as African. That mm. that that pretty much, you know, segregates it enough. But when you call me a black man, you're a black man, Tristan's a black man, uh, Antonio Adams is a black man, you know, DJ yeah, Paul who's listening is a black man. A lot of people that are listening are black people. I'm not an American. When you try to, you know, inundate what it is that I've contributed to the society as a whole, you're mm. taken away from what it is that, you know, that we've all contributed to. 
and it's demoralizing to to a point where it's like, well, what do you want from me? It's 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 just too much that we've done already, and you want to now take away something as simple as the word being black to African American? That's just bullshit, yo. It's, it should never be okay by no standards. And I think a lot of people need to now now stand together more than ever because with something so simple as just being taken away, imagine what's to come yes, over sure. the next four years. Well, it's you a right. long road to go, buddy. You're right, because I remember Dr. King said, my dream have turned into a nightmare. And he also said, I'm black, I'm, I'm black, I'm proud, I'm black and beautiful. He finally admitted that. And in his last two years of his living, so anybody that want to learn something about Black History Month and learn something about Dr. King, research the last two years of his life, then come back and ask how was Dr. King. Dr. King woke up. He woke up from that dream, baby. He woke up and he said, "I want it. it we need economic. Uh, uh, what is that? Economic equality." He got away from racial equality because he felt like if you got economic equality, you got racial equality. A lot of our racial issues is economically discrimination. It, it's economically, the way how city of Chicago is set up, you got the West, the South, the North. You know where you're in the hood. It is so segregated. Take that red line up north and see how white it gets. Take it out south and see how black it gets. That is so segregated. We so segregated. Because it's by our economic base. If you ain't got the money, you gotta be out south, right? Well, that goes into the whole concept of, uh, and this is a term that's pretty well known. It's called redlining. Hence that Ooh. red line that you just mentioned you that goes north and south. So hmm. redlining is is when there are different groups of people who are isolated based on socioeconomic class and Unfortunately, it's been going on for decades, and it's not to say that it's right because it's not. But why do you think that? Why do you think that line is called the red line? Ooh, I never researched that. I just thought they called it the red line, no shade, because it was red. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, it goes south, okay. and it gets okay. hood as fuck, and then when it goes north, it's it looks hood, but it's not hood. It's just it's just the character, you know. It's just that Chicago, the city, has a lot of character. And this is coming from someone who lived in the city, but now just, you know, I kind of do my own thing. So once you go up north, it's it's nicer. You know, there are more stops. A block is actually a block, whereas south, a block is really three blocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and someone said after. Hold on one second. Let me get this comment on uh, on Facebook Live. Antonio Adams said. Then after watch MLK episode of what? What is that? Boondock season one. Is that the season? Uh, the episode when Dr. King came back and he saw what black folks were doing. Yeah, he came out that coma. He came out the coma. He saw how black people were acting, and he was. I don't want to say appalled, but he was very just shocked. He was very shocked of how we were acting. So we were acting very niggerish. Yes, I remember that episode. He he was acting very niggerish. So um, I want to get Tristan in there, and I want to change it up a little bit. Marquise Lavelle Wiley, uh, I'm the host of this radio show, and I voted for Donald J. Trump. Um, 
I voted for Donald J. Trump during the primaries. I voted for Donald J. Trump during the primaries. And I did vote for Hillary Clinton during the general election. A lot of folks are getting that twisted. But a lot of folks felt as though you gave Donald Trump a chance by voting for him during the primaries. And he and I'm like, it's just one vote. And Hillary Clinton won Illinois. So I did not really technically help him. He, she won Illinois, and I voted for her in November. But how do you feel about those black folks like the Diamond and Silk that support Donald J. Trump? Are we coons? Are we cotton-picking you know, Uncle Tom, how do you feel about us? Uh, let, let, let us know. Let me know. Because okay. if you're calling me a coon, baby, you can call me a coon. What, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Um, to Trisha from Columbia College, a graduate. I love saying that. And Antonio, <laughs> go ahead. I'm not going to get that response. Go ahead, Trisha. Okay, that's fine. Um, so one thing that I will say is that um, if you voted for Donald Trump during the general election, um, you probably agree with his views. A lot of people agreed with his views, which is personally fine. Um, that's something that I will never you know, take from you because that's your personal political view. Um, but one thing that I will say is that um, I had a conversation with someone, and I'm trying to remember our conversation exact. And we were talking about Donald J. Trump being voted. Black people voted for them. Black people voted for him, excuse me. And one thing that we did say was that um, one person actually brought up this, uh, this, the, um, I'm trying to think, this speech that Ma- uh, Malcolm X gave. Um, it's called The Ballot. I'm trying to make the sure. Ba- I- yeah, The Ballot and the Bullet. I yeah, love, yeah. I love Malcolm X. The Malcolum Ballot X, of the Bullet. The That's Ballot correct. and the Bullet. He said, by any means necessary. Now, now let's talk about The Ballot and the Bullet. B-U-B-A-L-L-O-T or The Bullet. B-U-L-L-E-T. Yes. It's on you, Tristan. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. So one (laughs) thing that he did say in the ballot of the bullet is, and I quote, the first thing that um, um, I want to be sure um, he he states, whoever wrote this phrase is out, but I'm pretty sure that um, he was referring to the Uncle Tom's in this point. So the first thing that Uncle Tom does when he, well, the cracker, I'm sorry. The first thing the cracker does when he comes into power, he takes all the Negro leaders and invites them for coffee to show that he's all right. And those Uncle Toms can't pass up the coffee. They come away from the coffee table telling you and me that this man is all right. So my thing is, if you, if you believe that Donald J. Trump is okay in this time when you've seen that he does the executive um, order banning people, when he also do, did another executive order saying that if you have a financial advisor and basically your financial advisor can do whatever he wants if it's in the best interest of him if you make some money. And from what I've been looking and trying to find out, that some money has not been defined. So no one knows what the some money is as of yet. No one knows the amount. No one knows the uh, definition. No one has asked what this some money is. And some is S-O-M-E, not S-U-M. So whatever this some money is, um, so basically – I just think that this is kind of um, not wrong, but I think this is kind of crazy because, again, someone else had posted this on Facebook as well, and I always look on Facebook to see what people are saying about Donald Trump. Someone says that um, people were going crazy when Hillary Clinton and these emails came out, but now we have to settle because we wanted Donald Trump. So I think this is a repercussion on us because, A, some people did not vote, B, the people who did not vote 
and this is what someone else said. This is not what I'm saying. Um, these because some people did not vote. They are out rioting, rioting. I r I'm sorry. R r i o t i n g and c. Um, for the people who did not vote, they just took it as you know, just took it as it was not you know for them to participate in because they didn't want to be a part of it because they didn't want to support Hillary. They didn't want to support Donald. So because this whole situation is happening because of those three points, it's just very what's the right word? Very just crazy to me because Mm -hmm. we could have prevented this in some way, shape or form, but because we didn't want Hillary because of the emails, now we have to settle for Donald Trump and these executive orders. And then I want to chime in in this. And I want to say this. Um, First of all, um, Donald Trump never invited me over for coffee. If he did, I would have, my whole thing was I was going to pump Donald Trump up where all this, I wanted to go viral. And I want to be like Diamond and Silk, and I wanted him to invite me. Oh, okay, I want Mr. Wiley. That's black. That's my African-American pie with the cross eye. I want him to come speak to me in Trump Towers. And I wanted to go. And the first thing I would have said was, Mr. Trump, I support you for these reasons that you speak your mind. But while speaking your mind, Mr. Trump, I want you to speak on the issues that black folks are facing. And then he's going to be like, well, you got to understand, I got very big hands. The crime in Chicago is very bad. And I will cut them off, sir. The crime in Chicago is not very high um, compared to cities in New Orleans and Norwich and also in other cities like Memphis. What we need in Chicago, Mr. Trump, we need A, jobs, B, jobs, C, jobs. Because if you add good-paying jobs, that knock out so much. It just knock it out. It just knock out so much problems. If you give people good-paying jobs with benefits, everybody, you won't have a lot of folks committing crime. And then they said, well, folks will still commit crime. Let me tell you why it would stop, really. If a lot of folks start getting good jobs in their neighborhood, when they see people fucking up shit, what they going to do? 911, I see these African-American people um, fucking up my neighborhood, and I have good-paying jobs. Can you come and get them? Because now you, you will see that I have making all this money, and I don't want to risk my neighborhood going down because of this. Because here in Englewood, it's it's a strong possibility of us getting out of poverty. Only thing we need is the government to give us the money. And they said, Wiley, why should the government give y'all shit? Because we pay taxes. Everybody that worked in Englewood pays taxes. And I told the mayor office, I didn't speak to him directly. I even told Senator Dick Derby, uh, during that sentence to Tammy Duckworth, that uh, office, they always look at some white intern, and they said, well, I can't really do nothing. I'm just here just to take your concern. I said, number one, can you put this, can you put this in bold letters that we need money? The government, can you make sure that the mayor spending the money in Inglewood, spending the money in an Austin area, and show receipts, this is where I'm spending the money. This is where I'm spending the money at, and this is the jobs that I have created. I want to see receipts. I'm old school. Let me see every dollar, every penny that is coming to Inglewood. I want to see it. And then I also want to see how much is that dollar is, is circulating in Inglewood. I want to see that on paper. I can't, I, I'll research that. Have you ever done that research to see how, how that dollar is circulating? I want to see it because that will tell you what the root of the problem is. The root of it is we spending money in Inglewood because we're not poor. A lot of us is working class people. Because if that's the case, then 
some white folks is poor too and crazy and impoverished because there's some working class white folks that's making minimum wage. So we're working class. I'm working class. I'm not out here selling no dope. You know, I somehow got this secondhand um, high because somebody's car was heavily. But yes, in Inglewood, to stop the crime, we need jobs, good paying jobs, and give us opportunities like you give these refugees. Uh oh, why did I say that? Because I'm Uncle Tom. I didn't say it somewhere else. Refugees is coming in this country taking our jobs and opportunities. Let me tell you why they're taking our jobs. Let me go to Starbucks. Starbucks posts something on Twitter. He posts something on Twitter, and I got offended when he posts, when the CEO posts it on his Twitter account. I want, I, I, I guarantee about 5,000 jobs. He want to hire 5,000 refugees in the next five years. And I said, oh, no, Mr. CEO of Starbucks, you got to backpedal on that. And he, yeah, they deleted that. Yep, they deleted it. But you got to backpedal on that. When did you announce on, your, on that account that you want to hire 5,000 African Americans? Because the more refugees you let in this country, there's not many jobs here, period, that African Americans can get because they just shut the door on us. And if you open those jobs up to refugees, there's less jobs for African American people. I only can speak for my people. Why are we giving refugees all these jobs? When we're not taking care of folks in America that's living here right now, that have been living here and breathing here from the beginning. I want you to chime in, but I'm going to get Big Ann to chime in because this is something big. Because I say this, I don't want all these refugees coming in this country taking our opportunities. I want them to come in it um, to worry about the, build up their own country because nobody's stealing them and bringing them here like they did African people. Nobody's stealing them now. They just come in here. And I understand they want to get away from their homeland because of the problems and the issues and they're running from terror. But they need to tell America, can y'all stop bombing? Uh-oh. Can y'all stop bombing our country? Causing trouble? But we have to run out of here? Again, you can chime in on this, Chantone, because you're, from, you're an international. Um, what's your thoughts? Do you feel like America should open their doors to refugees? Yes, I do. Um, mainly because a lot of things that are happening, you know, around the world could happen any and everywhere. Everything's for a season. You know, you know. I always believe in um, karma, and let's not act like America is such a, a moralized country. It's pretty much just a place that's built off belittling people. So that's pretty much how I feel, you know. Okay. When when you when you shut the door on somebody, someone's gonna shut the door on you, pretty much. And I even saw the tweet where I think it was the PM of Canada, pretty much said same thing that the that the CEO of Starbucks said in a different way, but the same way. Welcome people because we are all one body. You can't you can't blame the refugees for something that your government isn't doing. You know what I mean? Mm. If, would, 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 would you prefer them to die as a life loss? The, the human oh, race okay. is already, you know, at, at a point of a standstill where it's like survival of the fittest is an understatement, pretty much. So that's I, how I feel about it. I don't want them to die. I want them to stay in their country and make their own opportunities in their country. They need to see what is going on. Why do we have to run from our country to come to America? Because this is the thing. 
And another thing, I I wouldn't care. I don't care if they came if if they gave African American people access to business loans like they give refugees. Do you know it's people that Arab, um, Syrian refugees? They come here and they get business loans, open up business. Do y'all wonder why we have so many Indians and all these different type of nationality in our neighborhood? Who gave them the money to open up their business? Who gave them the money? I'm gonna tell you, the government. The government gave the money to get loans to go and start these businesses, and and they give them that so they can put it in their banks. And they don't even put it in black-owned banks, ladies and gentlemen. They put all that money from black dollars, and they put it in their banks, Korean banks, Chinese banks, all in their banks, and they rarely put it in black-owned banks. That's why in Chicago, Seaway National Bank is no longer black-owned. Because why? The housing crisis. When that happened, you're giving people business, you're giving them um, loans to buy a house. So when you give a person a loan, what does that mean? You want the money back, and you're going to get it back with interest. Now, what if you gave people $555 million in loans and you didn't get that money back? You're going to be at a loss. And that would happen with C National Bank. And they tried to do that by, you know, support black banks, and that didn't, it failed because they were so much deep in a hole that they couldn't get out. But my point is, again, refugees get so much assistance when they get here because ain't nobody trying to come to no place where there's not no opportunities where they're not going to get a boost economically, mentally, healthcare-wise, they get big boosts. But black people in America that's been born here, slaved here, can't get half of what refugees is getting? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at it at that particular standpoint. We all talking about, we look at it as a human. Well, I'm looking at a human. My black people are humans. They're not animals. They're suffering. They can't get all these apartments and cars and assistance, but refugees can. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and you know what, Wiley? Again, in my, in my point, that's why I said you can't blame the refugees for what your government isn't doing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, that's well, not that's us. Like, don't know. This, like the system is not meant for a black man to succeed. Everybody knows that. Nobody knows what kind of subcontracts that this those same refugees, like whoever countries refugees come from. Let's mm-hmm. let's be real. The world is a is a messed up place. Nobody knows what where down the line and where any sub- subcontracts to say. You get this from my country, so if my people come to yours, you are bound. You are like indebted to help them in that kind of way. Where as an African, you came there as a slave. You 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 were born a fucking refugee in America, in my opinion. Again, I don't live there, and if I'm wrong, anyone could correct me. But again, it's just my opinion. In America, as a black person, you are born as a refugee, and you know what that means? There's no there's no contract for you. You have to struggle to get whatever you can get on your own. That's what the oh, government wants for you. I disagree you know with it. African people are more American than folks that stolen us because we built this country. It will not be a white house without African labor. It will not be a white house. It will not be any type of econ- uh, economy without cotton. How could you have an economy without cotton back in the day? That's the only reason why America is a superpower. But you got to go all the way back because they was able to have that cotton. How was you able to produce all that cotton so fast and so quickly without paying for white folks to do it with paying them $50? You had to use the black slaves. So we're not refugees. Mm-hmm. We are stolen goods. Uh, no, 
stolen people because they thought we were good because they said we were property. We were stolen people that still have, we are just here that did not get paid our money what is due. So before America tried to play like they good mommy and daddy, they need to first take care of the folks they stole. Give us economic empowerment before you open up the door to refugees. That's just like if I'm at home and I have children and I don't do nothing for my children that I brought here. And I open the door up and do for other people's children. How would you feel? I'm shitting on my real children that blood, sweat, and tears that work for me or anybody, but now I'm opening the door up to the neighbor's children. That's just how certain people, Trump supporters, feel. It feel like refugees get more shit than people in America. And I feel that way, too. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, newsflash. I'm black and saying this, not white. Big Ange, what do you have to say? Well, what I got to say to that is that we, there's a lot of work that we still have to do. And, of course, the system definitely does not want any of us to be successful or to be prosperous. And it's unfortunate because it kind of makes you wonder, what are we doing here? Why are we still in this country if if this is the system that we would have to live by? especially since we are descendant from those who were sold to uh, white slave owners by actually other black people. There were other black people in Africa who sold who they knew to slave owners before being taken to America, and it's just ridiculous. Now, as far as the refugees is concerned, it's not their fault. I will have to say that because... They want opportunities, but they're not, you know, fully aware right away that there's a lot of work that comes into it. It's not their fault. I would blame the government for this because, again, as long as you're not of African descent, you're probably good. As long as you have that good hair or that light eye color or light complexion and lack of melanin, you're probably considered less than a threat. But the moment that you show that you have some type of African descent, some type of strength and regalness, you are a threat. They want to keep you down because they know that you can be a lot more than they could ever be. So I I wouldn't blame the refugees for, for embarking on a journey to make their lives better. So because in hindsight, it's not like they're necessarily taking jobs from us. It's oh. more so the ones who are already here are not trying hard enough to get those same jobs. Correct. Um, and, well, in that, addition, well, I, I agree with that part, Miguel. They're not trying hard to get a job. I agree with you on that. But my issue is I want to speak to the bigger picture, business loans. Now, the government, now this is, they say, okay, while you criticize, what can it do? This is what the government can do. They need a temporary ban on giving refugees business laws. They need to reevaluate that process until they, and if they don't give black people loans to start their own business, they need to temporarily suspend that because that's unfair, right? And how are you able to get that? And then y'all tell us, you got to have good credit to get a business loan. And you giving refugees opportunities? Where are they getting all this good credit from? 
Where they getting all this stuff from and why we not getting it? And the other and the issue is too, somebody just told me that earlier this week that they got people in this country that can finance them, but how did they get there in the beginning? From America. From America. From America. So I'm just trying to tell people here in this country, let's this is what they said, Wally, why are you not at the airport protesting for those refugees? And I told this, I said, Miss Thane, I'm not coming to no airport marching for no refugees until they come to Inglewood and march for the black brothers and sisters that's dying in the streets. How many refugees come in Inglewood and the west side and the south side and say black lives matter? How many? You get zero. I haven't seen not one refugee from anything that come here and march for us. But when they have their issues, when the door is temporarily shut, look at the word that they're using, a temporarily ban. We've been banned for SIP permanently. This is a temporarily, and they're afraid. We've permanently been put, uh, permanently banned from getting some type of loans and opportunities to get to the next level. But my point is this. They need a temporary ban on business loans until they give it equally among black people. And the reason why I say black folks, because black people have been consistently put at the end of the line and everybody else get in front of us. And what do we do as black people? We take, we take up for those reps. Oh, Wiley, they're humans, well, but they don't do shit for me. I'm not going to take up for nobody that don't take up for me. You can die in the pits of hell. And you don't take up for my people. Fuck you and your family if you feel like my family is doo-doo. What I'm looking like defending you and you hate me. You don't come to none of my shit, none of my protests, but I got to break my motherfucking back to come there like Reverend Jesse Jackson. How dare you, Jesse Jackson, go and defend these refugees and try to say it, and you have a hard time getting those refugees to come to a march in the hood. They ain't coming. They don't see it for black folks. They don't want black folks to have equal opportunities. Because if you give us equal opportunities, we get the opportunities that they get. Please, open your eyes and open up your ears, black people. I'm looking at it from that perspective, and my sources is Hidden figure, Hitting Figures, a documentary. Go to Hidden Figures. Go get that. They got a new documentary coming on the Hating Rebellion, the Haitian Rebellion. Um, that's coming out. So shout out to the Hidden Figures, H-I-D-D-E-N. Figures, so not hidden figures. I'm sorry, hidden colors. Hidden figures is with the young ladies that and African Americans that help the people get to the moon, help with NASA. If it weren't for our black sisters, it wouldn't be no folks going up in space. It was black sisters that did it, black mathematicians that did it. So shout out to hidden figures, but hidden colors is an independent documentary about the history of African American people. About the history of Africa You all need to research that And it's on there Hiddenfigures.hiddencolors.com Got 90 seconds left I'm going to do my announcement As well as Hidden Colors You need to check out The movie Since I already said it most of the time Hidden Figures and Fences I want them to win Oscars I want black folks to take over the Oscars I want so much black folks that That That, that <gasps> It never happened this way. Black folks, they were just winning everything because I want that to happen because it's going to open up doors for more African-American directors, more African-American actors to get jobs and everything. Follow me at Twilly at Wiley Show. This podcast is available on iTunes. So if you've got an iPhone, you can also subscribe to this. I got Trisha. I'm going to get your information. 
Um, and then I'm going to move to – no, first let me get Shanton information. Shanton, what is your information to your Twitter, your Facebook, and your Instagram? So you guys can follow me on all those media outlets at Shaton Lyric, S-H-A-T-O-N-S-L-Y-R-I-C. Hit your boy up, you know, let's become friends. Yep, and get and his album. And unity. Stream his album. Stream his album. I'm going to stream a couple of his tracks tonight. Stream his album. Stream um, Sands. That's his new single. Video coming out soon. Highway Driving. Big Monday. Hands. Monday. Okay, go ahead. Let us know. Oh, yeah, Monday, Monday. the video for signs will be out, guys. So check it out from me on all my media outlets, and you'll see it there. So it's going to be dope. Okay, we are no longer streaming live on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Real Black Digital Radio, but Facebook audience, you're still here. And once this broadcast in, it will get everything in the after show. So this is we are actually in the after show mode. Um, McAnge, what is your Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? And you're on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just getting into the whole social media thing. I'm not a social media person because I live a rather private life outside of being on the show and, and you know, enjoying the wonderful guests such as Shaitan. So, interesting. So, uh, Snapchat is Angelina Nordstrom. Uh, Facebook is Angelina Lambert Dash Nordstrom. So just add me. I might add an Instagram. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Well, before I get Tristan on, I'm gonna have to put it on my Snapchat so I can, you know, do it. Cause I never Snapchat and do a show. Okay, Tristan, go ahead. Give your information. No problem. My name is Tristan Sims. Um, my Facebook is Tristan Sims. T R I S T A N. Last name Sims. S I M S. My Snapchat is the Shady King, and my Instagram is Tristan Sims underscore. Oh no, I'm sorry, just Tristan Sims. I'm sorry, Tristan Sims TV is my Instagram, and my Twitter is Tristan Sims underscore. Okay, well, my Twitter and Facebook information at Wiley Show, W I L E Y S H O W. Yes, my last name is Wiley. No, no, my. Last, no, my first name is not Wiley, and no, my last name is not Show. My last name is Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y-S-H-O-W. <laughs> Follow me at Twitter, okay, and Snapchat, Wiley Show. On Instagram, Wiley Show. And you can follow me on Jack. Not follow me. You can hit me up. Okay, <laughs> let me not get my <laughs> And let me give a couple of uh, shout-out to Lyft. And Uber. I love y'all both. Danton, I'm going to close the show out with Sans. And we will be, I will have a special show. I will not do any show, but I will be on Joseph Gibson's show. It is a white show with white people. And they want some of my black friends to come on. They already got me together with some debates. They thought, because I called a lot of those people white supremacists. And so we're going to have a debate. And it's going to be good. So if you're available, you can call in tomorrow and listen to that broadcast with Joseph Gibson. And that will be tomorrow. I will actually be streaming that live on Facebook. And tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is tomorrow. I don't know who's playing because I'm not into the Super Bowl. Anybody know who's playing on tomorrow? But I already know Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga 
will be performing. And I'm hearing Queen B was going to make an appearance. And also, she's pregnant with twins. So that's going to be dope. And we're going to actually do a live recap. You might see my sister for the first time on, a re- on my YouTube. So tomorrow is a busy day. I'm going to go, drink me a Red Bull, sit me on a little cocktail. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to close out with the most beautiful singer I know, Dan. God bless you, and God bless America. With my heart.